Welcome to the Interviews Podcast. Welcome, Interisti, to episode 46 of the Interviews Podcast. We are here for a special Q&A edition of the podcast, give you guys a little inter-content while we are on the international break, obviously uh, hoping all the players uh, play well and come back with uh, no injuries, nothing like that. Everyone's ready to go for Torino first, uh, first match out the gate. Uh, we have some questions here that we came up with and also from the uh, the listeners, so we'll go ahead and dive into that. As always, I'm one half of your co-hosting duo, Alessandro Rafa, joined here by Gianni Paterno. Um, before we jump into the, the questions here, I just really quickly wanted to uh, give a quick update on my end. So I've been uh, pretty inactive on Twitter um, had a you know some new responsibilities come up professionally that I've sort of taken my time away from being able to to tweet and stuff like that, but um, should be able to get back up and running pretty soon. And then also, as far as the newsletter goes, it's not dead. It's been on a uh, hiatus. We are um, just figuring out the right format. Um, probably going to move away from a daily newsletter and and do some more focused content, maybe twice a week or so. Um, but that will be kicking back into into gear pretty shortly. Johnny, where do you want to start? I know you have some questions here. We also have uh, some stuff from the listeners. What do you want to start with? I mean, yeah, I would say, uh, you know what, let's start. Uh, maybe let's start with our own questions and then okay. we can go into what the listeners have. What do you think? Okay, sounds good. That All works right. for me. Do you want to go ahead and uh, read them out? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So question number one here. Um, top three retired players that we think would fit perfectly into this team. I'll go ahead and uh, and let you kick this one off. Yeah, so this was uh, one that I was just like kind of kicking around. I was seeing people. There was some Twitter ac- account that shared something about, you know, what player you would want to see and i was like it was easy for me to pick one but i was like you know what let's uh let's dive a little deeper into this um number one would have to be uh douglas Mykon. i think that he would be the perfect right wing back for for this system i mean his ability to to dribble with the ball take shots from outside the box crossing um the power he he had and and just i think his his play style would fit perfectly with this team uh my goodness, like it kind of drives me insane. Um, thinking about what the, what he could potentially bring to this club. Um, do we want to alternate going, or do you should I name all three and then? Um, for the sake of having different ones, why don't you give all three of yours? And I have to change it up because obviously I had I had Mike on as well. So why don't you give <laughs> your three and then? Okay, since I'll have a little bit of time, I can think on the fly. Okay. Uh the other guy, so listen, it's it's not a it's not a knock on Achebi. I just think that this guy would be the perfect center center back. Yeah, I mean some people may disagree and some people may think of another center back instead and and I love that other the other player that most people would think of, but I'm thinking in terms of a back 3 that I think this guy would fit perfectly and I would go with uh with actually Lucio I think Lucio would be perfect to have in the middle between Pavard and Bastoni. Um, strong in the air, always good with a, a last-second challenge. Um, although I, I toyed with Samuel, I just think Samuel was better suited in a two-man central defending pairing, central defender pairing, more so than being the lone center back. I, I don't think I ever saw him play in a back three. So actually, maybe he did with Gasperini, but even still, I. I it was not very successful, but that was more towards the end of his career anyway. So, um, but I would, I would go with Lucio. I think Lucio would be fantastic there. Um, and then this other one, I mean, I think a lot of people would agree with, with me on this one. Um, I think although Turam has been amazing and again, I'm not saying that I would want them to like unseat these players, 
But I do think that if you put Lautaro with Adriano up front, I mean, my my goodness. I, I know. Yeah. See, this is why I said we should alternate. We should alternate. No, no, but I got I, think, I got uh, some subs. I think Adriano would have been so, so much fun to watch in this inter. Again, another guy, power, pace, I mean, dribbling ability. <laughs> he would be immense, immense. I would I would lose my mind to be able to see um, him with this Inter. And, and it's a shame that we didn't even get to see more of him even when he was with Inter. But you know what? I I couldn't imagine how I would react to losing a father. So I, I can't really knock him. I just wish he could have could have been reached the heights that we saw with, you know, Il Fenomeno making. Um, I think he could have been that good personally. Maybe just a, a notch under, but he could have been close. For sure. I mean, he's my like he's my idol. He's he's my favorite Inter player of of all time. Um, an absolute legend, and without doubt, he would cook in this squad. So, in terms of what you had and what I would take, so Adriano and Mycone were were both on my list. Uh, but I'll switch it up a little bit. I'll also say that we can upgrade at right wing back, but I'll put I'll put the captain there. I'll put Javier Zanetti roaming down. <laughs> The right wing back. I mean, different qualities to Michael, obviously. Sure. Um, different qualities, but in terms of like the work rate and you know being sort of the the spirit that the team needs, I'll go ahead and um, and put him in there. And obviously, like there are tons of Inter players throughout the history that that could fit into this squad, but it's probably going to be a little bit more recent, like the 2000s, the the Inter teams that we grew up with. Uh, so in keeping with that theme, I'll actually go to the goalkeeper because I, you know, when trying to find holes in this team, I was thinking, uh, you know, right wing back, midfield, and um, goalkeeper is not a huge hole for us now, but I think having someone like Julio Cesar back there, like to, to keep, the mentality of these great Inter sides going would love, absolutely so not, love Julio, see, my huh? favorite. So not who? Not Peruzzi. <laughs> well, he didn't win a treble, so it's, he it's sucked. different. I, uh, I never liked him, so don't worry. I'm kidding. Different. I also loved Doldo growing up. I really did, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll I mean, put Julio Cesar yeah. in. So we have love Javier Zanetti, Julio Cesar, and uh, I will also go with a forward. Uh, but this one is going to be Samuel Eto because if I can't have Adriano, I'll take another absolute demon up there. And him and Lautaro would be, you know, we already saw how effective Eto was with Milito. And I think that, you know, that level would only be raised with uh, with Lautaro. Those two together would have been terrorizing, I mean, terrorizing it's, it's, Europe. It, it's crazy because you could say, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with picking Eto. I love him. You could say Milito, love him too. I mean, yeah. you can go to to young Ibra before he became a rat. You know, you could you could throw him in there. Vieri, I think Vieri would have been a beast with Lautaro. Like, there's so many guys that you could choose from up front for this team. I mean, I mean, listen, I I didn't pick Ronaldo because you know I wanted to. You put Ronaldo there, you you don't even Lautaro's like taking a back seat to him all all the whole time. It's I just, it interesting. I was thinking about bit, who. Yeah. Would, yeah, and I was thinking about who would compliment him. Listen, no, no one, no, no one's gonna outshine Ronaldo, and and he was <laughs> robbed from us with his knees. And maybe that's another reason why I didn't think about it is because the injuries. But yeah, there was a uh, listen. I love both those all, all the choices that each of us made. I'm I'm okay. I even thought about Schneider, but I just didn't know if he would fit in the midfield. Obviously, since he was you know a, a traditional ten. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. big, uh, big I, fan, big fan of those. Guys. And Snatter is my favorite I, player, probably. So, I thought about Thiago Mota for a little bit as well, um, fitting into this system. You know, they have been talking about like having a physical midfielder, and I think that I, I don't know that he's the exact profile for Inzaghi's midfield three, and that's ultimately why I went in a different direction. But um, I think Thiago Mota. Is a is a player that could could have potentially come in the side the same as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. Uh, I think uh, I think I could have seen Diego Mota. Um, you know, like even 
There's so many players, Even man. Like it's Stankovic, like I thought could have been. Yeah, there, we, we we can sit here all day just naming names. Um, but yeah, no, I think I think out of the guys, I think Thiago Mota probably would have been one of the top ones that I thought could have fit for sure. Stankovic over Mickey for sure. Yeah, I I would like that a lot. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There's I would been take so many great players throughout. Cambiaso over Mickey. I would like, take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, but he's a little bit. I don't know if he's as good of a ball carrier into the box. Um, that wasn't like what we asked him to do. But again, like that's the thing. It's it's you know if these players were in the team, we'd probably would play a little bit differently, right? We'd have a a bit of a different style. And yeah, like as far as the Cambiaso could have dropped. Could have dropped. Go ahead, Hakan. Is that what you're gonna say? No, no, not draw. Like I, I think they could have like interchanged. Like if Hakan wanted to be the one to dribble up, you could like Cambiaso could drop back and allow you know Hakan to be a little bit more of a free roaming um, regista. I don't know, just crazy ideas. But yeah, I could see that as well. And I went with Eto over in Milito because I think that um, Eto and Lautaro would complement each other better than Milito and Lautaro would complement each other they're more i don't know Eto has the pace that lautaro has always been really good playing with um lukaku Turam, you see it like having a pacey player next to him is is when he really shines so that's why i went in that direction but yeah with this question alone we could uh we could go all day with this um all right why don't we jump into the next question? The, your favorite Inter memory. Um, so I'll, I'll let, go ahead and I'll let and you go first. Yeah, yeah, I'll start with this one. So in my lifetime, I've seen like a treble, right? Like I, I've seen us reach the top of the mountain in a way that no other Italian team has ever has ever reached. But my favorite Inter memory is it's not winning the title it's like a core memory of of why i'm so passionate about this team it's the intro to this episode it's that game where we beat sampdoria 3-2 i was young and um the celebration that i had with my dad and my grandmother in the kitchen like it was wild it was wild i i've never that's the game that I felt the most like intensity, if that makes sense. Um, and it's the reason why, like, you know, when I'm going crazy, uh, my girlfriend can see it. Like it's, it's the reason why I'm so passionate. It's because when you see, you know, family members that have passed this on to you when they're losing their minds like that, you understand like the importance of this club and, and what it means. So for me, it has to be that core memory from when I was young watching, um, you know, Oba and, and Recoba and Vieri scoring and getting us. It was for a fourth place finish, right? It's when you think about all the things that we've been able to see in our lifetime, it was for a fourth place finish, but it's one of those things that will never, ever, ever leave you. So that's mine. You know, it's it's crazy that you said that game. And obviously, I, I loved the this intro um, because that game is so important to me as well on a more personal level because... That was the anniversary, or not the anniversary, but that was my that happened on January 9th. I think it was 2005, but that was my nonno's birthday. Um, and he had passed away about a couple of years before. But I remember waking up with my dad to watch that game, and my dad's just pissed. He's he's throwing his controller around. He, I mean, I remember he broke the the TV remote. He was so angry that we were down to nothing to them. And I'll never forget, it was Kutusov with the second goal that put him up 2-0. And um, that comeback was so incredible. And the way my dad cried for a regular season game, not even it wasn't even, yeah, like you said, nothing of an importance. Um, but from, I, I'm not, I'm I, I just like, that was just a, a memory for me. I'm not going to obviously share the same one. Another one for me, it was no, the I treble think, season. I mean, it's and like, it it's was crazy. against... I was going to say, it's crazy that it's like both a core memory for both of us, that game, like how much that one game could have, uh, you know, affected both of us. Like I, a hundred percent can feel that. Yeah. But another, another one that always stands out for me, it was during the treble season. 
Um, and it was a game against Siena. <laughs> and I'll never forget. Listen, Schneider was my favorite player. I could watch that guy take free kicks all day. I could watch that guy do everything. And in the first half, he scored one from the left side of the 18, and he curled it in uh, and, and put us up, you know, 1-0. Then we went down 2-0, uh, 2-1, I mean. Um, then uh, I forgot who made it. I forget the exact details, but Schneider scored another free kick about 35 yards out, low driven, off the post and in. I mean, the look in his eye, though, like he's looking and then he licks his lips and he's like, it's almost like he knew that's exactly what he wanted to do. And it was perfect. I mean, it was a perfect shot. And then Samuel comes, I mean, Mourinho in his craziness. And there were so many injuries going on with that club at that time because we had to play Stevan. Lost or short, Samuel ended up scoring the winner. We won 4-3 at Siena in an insane comeback as well. Not as exciting as the Sampdoria game, of course, but that game will always stand out to me, mostly because of the, the just the pure... I mean, Schneider was just a magician on free kicks. Not on the level of like Juninho, because he's another one I could, I could talk about all day with his free kicks. Um, but Schneider was was up there. I'd say top two if... Yeah, top 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 three and he's not number three so that's how i'm gonna look at it um no offense to pirlo but i i think schneider was was better at free kicks personally maybe that's a little biased but um anyway yeah that that's uh those are my mem- that's my two biggest ones yeah it's crazy how like it's not it's not like the titles or it's not the cups finals that you win it's like the stuff that sticks with you is the stuff that makes you realize what the identity of the club is, right? And, you know, speaking specifically about the Sampdoria game, it's like a crazy comeback and a crazy, like, you know, last minute sort of situation where it's those kind of games that, like, you live for, right? Like, you you absolutely live for them. And, um, yeah, man, once you experience something like that, you're you're hooked for life, right? This podcast does not exist without Rekoba lashing it in from, from 30 yards, 25 yards out with his left foot. Um, so for sure, yeah, those uh, those are both good shouts, both good shouts here. All right, let's jump into the next one. One Serie A player um, that you wanted to see play for Inter that never did. I'll kick it over to you. This was a tough one for me. Uh, to come up with uh, some names, uh, there was a few a few names that came to mind. Dybala was one that I always wanted to see. Um, Cavani was another one that I always had wished would have played for Inter, especially when he was at Palermo. It's amazing. There was a, a lot of times there was players at Palermo that I wanted that that never came. Um, Antonio Di Natale was another player I, I always loved. Um, and I think during the banter era, he might have been like the perfect symbol of hope uh, for that that team. Uh, you know, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there was a five-year period where the only two players who scored more goals than Di Natale in Europe were Ronaldo and Messi. Like, that's, that's insane. Um, so, yeah, Di Natale was a guy I always loved. Some people think that he was just, you know, uh, another type of uh, Berardi. I'm sorry, but he is levels above Berardi. He, he, I think he was just loyal to Udinese in so many ways. Um, and I, w- you know, I would say Francesco. Uh, I'm sorry, Rodrigo De Paul was another name that I thought about because I loved De Paul. I thought he would have been the perfect midfielder to complement. Back then, it would have been Barella and Brozovic, um, but even now, I think that he would play beautifully with with Barella and, and Hakan. But for me, um, I'm gonna go with Francesco Totti. I I loved him growing up, watching him with Roma, the the goals that he would score. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I saw uh, people. If you could have seen his face just now, I, I seem to be stealing all of Alessandro's <laughs> names, and I should have just stuck with DePaul. But Totti was another name I'd written down, and I was like, I'm gonna go with Totti, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah, I just think Totti would have been would have been amazing. Um, I respect him for being loyal to Roma all those years. You know, he turned down. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Manu, uh, Real Madrid, he turned down for sure. Um, he had chances to leave, but he never wanted to. And I respect him a lot for that. 
Sorry, Alessandro. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's no, let's, let's, let's let's see what your backups were. <laughs> it's all good. So I was thinking, like, the way to do this is who are like the recent players that have been linked that didn't come through. And you said DiBala. That was one that I was going to mention, but also SMS. Like, he yeah was a player that if you think about his European career, um, I think he deserved the stage that Inter could bring as opposed to what Lazio could bring. And also he just would have been so, so perfect for our side in so many different eras. Like, you know, in the recent era under Simone, he would cook, but even under like Spalletti, he would have just been perfect for us. So yeah, SMS would be my like recent one that we missed out on that I would have loved to have. And thought was going to be my other one just because I don't know, an Italian kid our age that doesn't absolutely revere Totti, despite the fact that, you know, he played for Roma his whole career. Like he's iconic in terms of footballing ability um, as an Italian player. It's some of the best that, that we've ever seen, if not the best. Um, So I'll shift on the fly here. It's, it's easier to say Totti because Roma is not, is not like the hated rival. Right. So I don't, there's another player that I absolutely, you know, loved watching, but he is part of our hated rivals, and it's tough to say this name. But for the, um, you know, just what he would have brought to Inter, Kaká was was uh, one of my favorite players okay. to watch. Yeah, I think um, one of the best to ever play in Serie A, and like truly, truly was levels above a lot of players in the league during his prime. Um, so Kaká would, would be the, the step down from Totti for me, just, you know, Totti is the class player, but Kaká, um, yeah, another player who like during his prime, we didn't get to see him win the kind of things that he could have won. And, um, yeah, I, uh, I love that player. (laughs) All right. right. Um, so Kaká would be my pick Totti for... Uh, for Johnny, some of the recent ones would be Dybala and uh, an SMS. All right, next question. Uh, we have to go to the listeners here. So let's start with Joe. Joe says, say for whatever reason Inzaghi departs at the end of the season, who is your favorite realistic replacement? For him, it's not an easy question, but Sergio Conceição is his number one. Um so for me, I have three names. Conceição is on the list. The first would be Thiago Mota. Um, I think that he's ready for a big club. I think his Bologna side are, are playing really, really well, as we saw, um, you know, having to come up against it and with more talented players who knows what he can do. Sergio Conceição would be my second. Um, oh, those are two, like, you know, former players. Um so uh, that's an angle that I really like. They understand the club and the club's history. Uh, and one other person that he, I think he just signed an extension with Atletico Madrid, but he would be a dream for me, another former uh, player. The reason why I want to include him on this list is because he's been playing that three-five-two, so it wouldn't require too much squad turnover in the transfer market to get you know, to get players that fit the system. Um, but Diego Simeone is obviously a manager who's been linked a lot with Inter. Um, I think at some point he even said, like, he would want to coach the team someday. So for me, the the managers on the list would be uh, would be Mota, Conceição, and Simeone. The Juric links, I don't like because I think he's getting getting older and not necessarily getting better. Um, and you know, he, he just, it doesn't seem the profile in terms of how he handles the media that I think, uh, we, we really want to deal with. So those are my, uh, my picks. It's been like, okay. Yeah. So, um, Malta and Conceição, obviously former players and, uh, you know, some of the, the young rising coaches in Europe, but, a, uh, another former player that's been linked a lot with the Inter, I think he just signed his extension with, uh, with Atletico Madrid, but uh, Diego Simeone, he has the fire um, that you'd love to see. I think his agent has also said in the past that he would love to coach Inter one day, and also just familiarity with the three-five-two. We wouldn't have to have too big of a squad turnover in the transfer market. So those would be my top three picks, and I'll go with Thiago Motta as my number one. I like it. 
Um, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to be different now myself, just because you mentioned well Tiago Mota would have been on my list. Uh, you know I could, I could say Tiago Mota. Fine, Mota would definitely be on my list as well. Um, I think that he does very well with young players. Now I'm also trying to think of guys that I think could be you know work with with the current crop of players, and I think that Mota would still be able to work with, with what we have at our, our disposal. Another name that is is kind of an up and coming name in Europe. It's a little bit of an unknown in a lot of aspects. Uh, you know, he was sharpening his skills in, in the Argentinian league, and now he's the coach over at AEK Athens. Um, and he had a big win against Deserbi when his team played Brighton. Um, but another former Interista, even if it was for a short tenure, um, but Matias Almeida is, uh, is a name that I'm, I'm kind of intrigued in. I don't know if he's quite yet ready because he hasn't had the greatest amount of success as a manager, although I like what he's doing with such a young squad um, and the style of play that they're that they're able to have. Um, so I think that he would be a really fun name. And this name, it gets it gets a little tricky here, only because I think that this manager would be out of our reach in terms of financially. Um, but he's a guy that I like, and he is available right now. Um, but we did say realistic, so maybe this isn't as realistic. I don't know if I should say this one. Throw it out there. But but for me, I mean, I I like Nagelsmann. I, I think that he would be so good. So I don't know why Bayern let him go. I don't know if it was issues with, with management. I don't know if it was personal issues with players. I don't know. I never heard of anything with players. It might have just been management. Um, and who knows, maybe he'd have problems in, in Italy with, with the way our teams run. Um, but he's a name that, that I do I do like and I've I've liked him ever since he was since he was at Hoffenheim. Um, you know, he's a he's a a manager who I think could could bring in a lot of fresh ideas to Italian football, which I think would have forced a lot of the really the establishment and the same, you know recycling of managers throughout Italy it might it might force a little bit of change and uh, you know maybe force clubs to to get a little more modern with their play style and and not so much you know the the same same types of uh, allegri ball as, as some people may hate on um, but if I could you know if I could think of one more name uh, and this guy is also kind of I don't want to say I don't want to say expensive. He's not expensive, but I think that he, if he does make a move to a bigger club, I think he's going to want more money. And you know, that's not really something that I think that we could we could provide, especially since he's playing with such a tight budget. As although I guess we would be a big um, a bigger club for him in terms of what you know what he's able to to work with but the Alguacil the manager for um for Sociedad I do like him I don't know if he would ever leave uh Spain I liked what he was able to do and how he was able to really attack Inter and I think that he prepared very well for us and I'm not just going off of that one game I mean he's been able to do it obviously he's got Sociedad in the Champions League so it's it's not by mistake or an, or, or an accident or anything but it was Great style of play, and although he is from the Basque region, so I don't think that he'll be he'll be leaving Sociedad no matter what club comes calling. But I'm just you know throwing out a name there that I think uh, you know we as fans we've seen how Inter played against them, and I think we could appreciate that style. It wasn't a sit back and put ten behind the ball. I think that he would be a, a good one, but I don't again maybe not realistic because I don't think he would leave. Sociedad, because if I'm not mistaken, he actually played for them as well. At the very least, he's been managing through throughout oh, all his time, and um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe he would be able to to come in and, and and do do a job for us. But yeah, those are those are my picks. And then uh, let's see what the next question is. We had a few from the people. The fans were coming in, coming in hot. Uh, let me pull up the next question here. We had, so we went with Joe's question. And 
We're gonna go with we're gonna go with John's question. John F's underscore FC sixty six asked, "Who has been our favorite of the new signings, and also who has disappointed us the most?" <sighs> favorite of the new signings, man, that, that's kind of tough. It's probably probably a coin flip. Be for me between. Yeah, it's going to be between Turam and Pavard. I think both have been massive for us. You know, when you when you look at the two the two players and you're thinking about, you know, who's been just the best signings so far this season, it's got to it's got to come down to those two for me personally. So yeah, I I I think I'm going to give the edge to Turam just because my expectations weren't this high and he just continues to perform and I, I would make the argument like Lautaro's been scoring the goals but I think Taram has been the best signing so far and then biggest disappointment so far I gotta go with Barella I think he's been a bit of a disappointment um I'm assuming that by based on the question he meant like who's just been the best but yeah biggest disappointment the most for me he didn't say like biggest disappointment of a signing um, so yeah, I think Barella has been the most disappointing. You know, when you when you think of a player, you you look at it and you're like, oh, he might be the most complete midfielder, or he might be top three in Europe. Uh, he hasn't certainly played like it this season. Um, for large parts of the season, we've seen glimpses, but I would say, yeah, probably biggest disappointment for me. What do you think, Alessandro? Top signing um, so far, top, and biggest disappointment. Top signing would be for me, uh, Turam. Um, Obviously, he was like the marquee name that we brought in. And I would consider Pavard, but Pavard, uh, he hasn't played enough, um, you know, considering that Turam has been such a factor for us all season long. So I'll also go Turam, seamlessly integrated with Lautaro, which is not something that all of us expected him to be able to do right off the bat. Um, you know, first time playing in a, in a front two. So got to go with Turam. And then in terms of disappointment, just to switch it up. I'll go with uh, I'll go with Alexis actually because he has to step it up. Um, being our only option off the bench right now, I'm not going to go with Aranatovic because again, like you know, he he had the injury, so it's tough to uh, it's tough to really grade him out. But from Alexis's performances, he doesn't he hasn't been giving us what I was hoping to get from a player who scored 18 goals last year. Um, yeah, so that would be my most disappointed, disappointing signing so far. Okay, I yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Um, Tony asked, "Who are your top three players so far for the season, and then top three worst players?" I'll let you go first. Which question was that? I couldn't hear you at all there. Yeah, sorry. We're we're having a bit of of trouble here with uh, our software, um, but it was. Um, who are your top three best players so far this season? And then your top three worst players uh, so far. So I'll go Lautaro, uh, obviously leading the team in goals. Um, and he's just been tremendous for us all year. His first season as a captain. I'll go Turam uh, for being the most impactful new signing. And then I'll go Hakan. I actually think Hakan's been having a really, re- he's really important to this team. Like really, really important to this team. Um, and I think he's played well, and I think he's also stepped up his uh, defensive side of the game to a level that, in order to replace Brozovic, he's needed to be that workhorse and that shield in front of the defense, as well as being able to distribute. So I'm going to go Lautaro, Turam, and Hakan. So I'm just going to go within the top three worst, because we pretty much are dead, like uh, agree on everything with the best. So for me, so far, the three worst players um, this season... Uh, well, I already said Barella has been my my most disappointment. Um, Denzel Dumfries would be in my top three of worst players or worst, yeah, worst so far this season. Um, and for the third one, uh, I'm gonna have to go. This is a little tougher because I'm kind of torn with with a couple guys. Um, you know, I would I would make a case for. I would make a case for Di Marco just because I feel like the consistency hasn't been there. 
I would make a case for for Sanchez just because I mean, granted, like you said, small sample size, but he has been disappointing. Um, but I think when push comes to shove, I'm I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with Aslani. I think Aslani's been like not not really living up to the hype and and the expectations of what I hoped he would be at this point. Granted, I know another small sample size, but I just don't see much when he's on the field. So that makes it a little bit hard for me to to keep him out of my top three. Yeah, it's tough because it's not like we've been like bad, you know? It's not everyone has been at a certain level. I think Dumfries could be better. I think Mikitarian could be better. And I think Alexis could be better. That's the way that I would uh that's the way that I would put it. Obviously, we rely on all, all those three players, and they've all had their moments, you know, except Alexis. But um, yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say that when the team has has put on some really great performances. But those would be my three. I like it. Um, what we now, Anthony asked a really good question. Um, so we already did kind of answer his first question about like which retired or ex Inter player would we want in the current squad. But he did ask a good follow-up about favorite home kit, favorite away kit, and favorite third kit. Um, I've got my homework ready. I don't know if you me want too. me to go first. You do? Okay. This is this um, is easy for me. Very easy. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, uh, you go first then. I'll I do the, the same ones. I don't think we're gonna have the same ones either. Um, okay. I did. Re- I did recent kits uh i did recent kits because i don't know okay okay i don't i don't know how many people are going to remember way back when there's been some fire kits throughout throughout the uh history of our club but recent kits i'll go 2008 home kit that was the standard stripes with the gold pirelli across the chest you could see it on adriano right now beautiful beautiful kit uh for my um Away, I'll go 2011, the season after the trouble, with just the, the sash oh, yeah, of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the white shirt with the sash of the, um, you know, blue and black across the chest. Really like that one. And then the away kit, I have to pull it up here. The away kit. Mean the th- oh, sorry, the sir. The third kit. Sorry, the third kit. Shit, I mixed this up. Oh yeah, no, no. The third kit no, you, would you be the 2000. Away. Yeah, yeah. The 2004, um, the 2004 with that was the Europa League season with Ronaldo wearing the the stripes across the chest with the two different blue colors. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. Yeah, you can you can see if you think of the clips that you've seen of Ronaldo. That's the shirt that he's he's wearing. He dominated in that kit. So that's uh, those are the jerseys for me. Okay, so I'm a little disappointed with your away kit pick, but I'll allow it. Okay. Um, for me, my uh, inter home kit would be the 2010-2011 after the treble, just because I loved. It was almost like a little, not faded, but I loved the way just the way it looked, and it had all the patches. I've you know that we we didn't we never had that, so we had all we had the Champions League, we had the Scudetto, we had the Coppa Italia. It was just so sick to me. It may not be the most beautiful looking home kit. I'm sure I could think of other ones, but that's up there for me for sure. For the away kit, I mean, just look at this logo. Look at the logo for the podcast, people. It's the Inter away kit from 92-93 with its Umbro, the Fiorucci. You could see the design, like really the the diamonds in the back that kind of make up the logo or the background of our logo. Um, That's my birth year right there. It is... (laughs) See, it's it's just so classic to me. Um, and this may be... This was a little bit harder um, for the third kit. But to me, it's got a retro vibe to it. And I liked... I just liked the way it looked. It was all black. It was the 2021 with the big yellow Pirelli or yellow Pirelli box with the red lettering. Um, and then the retro Nike... You know, logo checker, whatever. Oh, that's with a Nike dope one. Ward on yeah. it. Um, that would be my third kit. You know, you could you can make the argument for the twenty twenty. Yeah, like you can make the argument for the twenty twenty one one. That's kind of like a throwback to the Ronaldo one that you were bringing up. 
Um, I wanted Hakimi's kit in that, but I never got it. But anyway, the all black one with the the yellow like border for me in t- from the 2020 season. I think it was 2019, yeah, 2019, 2020, yeah, um, would be my third kit for sure. I also like while we're on the topic of kits, if you go to if you guys go to footballkitarchive.com, you can see like after Pidelli, it just hurts to see these shirt sponsors on the kit. Um, but the 2014, <laughs> the 2014, 2015, I can vividly picture Ikardi in this home jersey. It's the really, really thick black um, stripes coming down with the thin blue lines. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Well, yeah, you, yeah. I with love the collar, that I love that. With the collar, kit. that's an amazing. That's an amazing yeah. kit. A lot of people, a lot of people don't like that one. I don't I know don't why. Know. I, I think that, that looks I know fresh. It's not traditional. It's not traditional. I think that's yeah, why people don't I, like I it. So but too. it's a really, really like clean football kit. Like it's one of those. If you weren't even an Ether fan, you weren't a traditionalist. Kit. The away kit is good too with the red, um, and the third yeah, kit the too, the like the baby cross, blue, like the little. Yeah, man, looking through these old kits is this is taking me back. The baby blue goalkeepers kit from two thousand four was it's a lot of fun sick. when you see some of the old ones. Yeah, that one I don't remember. Go to footballkitarchive.com. You'll see it. You'll see it. I'm 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 checking it out right now. Did we get to Victor's question? The realistic solution? No, we didn't. We. For attacking no, depth. we did not. Yeah, let's. let's All right. So while while you do that, that one. um, so the most realistic solution to Inter's attacking depth, I think what people have to understand is that we're not going to spend much in January. Like, even if we were to go after Taremi, which is a ten million dollar, you know, probably would be able to get him at that price. Um, even that is going to be a stretch for us. I think the best option would be to get Taremi. Um, but if there's any depth coming in the winter market, it's probably going to be a loan for a player that you're not going to be super excited about. Um, we are selling out the stadium every single time. So maybe we can inject some of that cash and hopefully if we qualify through the champions league, we'll have some extra money to play with. Um, but that Amy would be, would be the option that I would go for. Um, especially if we can sign him for another couple of years, like people want to complain about his age. He's younger than both Arnatovic and, and Alexis. And we would have him, if we can get an extension for a couple of years, he could play that veteran role. Um, but also there is a player that, uh, a lot of people are talking, talking about bringing back to Inter because of Marotta's comments on whether he would prefer Lukaku or Ricardi <laughs> coming back. <laughs> And I just, I don't think it's realistic, but I did just want to talk about it for a second because anyone that that doesn't believe that Icardi would score bunches of goals in this team, bunches of goals, and be, imagine if you took off, you know, Turam and or Lautaro and you put in Icardi as, uh, instead of Alexis and Arnautovic, anyone that, that wouldn't prefer that over what we currently have, you don't. You're letting you're letting the, the the pass get in your way, man, because he would score a ton in this team. You know, remember that run where I think it was I, I think it was against Milan, where he goes to run to the near post and then immediately turns direction and runs to the back post. Like imagine him doing that for all of Di Marco's crosses. He would score a fuck ton in this team. So yeah, I think that Emi is the most realistic, but a fun name to talk about would be Cardi. Yeah, no. Um, what are, all right, so what what are we considering like realistic? Like how much? <laughs> I don't think any more than ten mil. Ten okay, to fifteen. So the, two, <laughs> the two names I came up with are probably out. Um, I'm gonna guess one. I'm gonna guess one. Sesco. No, no, I didn't. I oh, mean, that's okay. a good guess, but I didn't. I didn't, I, I didn't think that was real because they paid thirty five, so that was probably gonna be like fifty five, sixty million easy although i would love him um the names i came up with to be honest were were albert uh goodmanson from uh from genoa now okay. do i think that was re- like i'm thinking of like we could buy maybe cheap in january maybe um i thought about him and then i thought about uh was it uh nikola kristovic from from lecce i thought okay. would have been another guy and now i'm thinking about like 
because they're not going to be coming in and being immediate starters, right? Like, so I'm thinking you buy young, you invest early. Um, now, I don't know if that means we buy it. We would have bought them and maybe kept them on loan at those clubs. Maybe so they continue to play and grow. That's that's another debate, which obviously we're not. But those are two names that came to my mind immediately. As much as I love Retegui, I just don't think that we would be able to afford him. I think the other two would maybe have been in like the 15 to 20 million range. Um, it's going to be tough to pry players that are top yeah. performers off of sides that are fighting relegation. Not that Lecce is fighting For relegation, sure. but like that's it's I think it, that strategy in the past has always been something that we've been able to rely on. Um, but yeah, it's hard. I mean, this is a hard question to answer because you don't like you don't know what kind of budget we're working with if we're going to work with any budget and you also yeah. don't know if like Suning wants to spend any money you know in and case like, of a sale the obvious answer right yeah like, that is just yeah. the obvious one but like do do I think that we would we I wanted to try to think outside the box um and considering you know Genoa bought um you know good Munson for for 3 million I was like ah oh, 15 would be maybe feasible you know they, they make a nice profit on that and maybe we probably throw in some kids too i don't know but those are the two that that i was thinking of um and obviously we already know that we were scouting you know christovich when we were looking at uh what's it volpato no what's his name what's the kid's name from colpani right colpani from from, yep. from monza. monza so we were we were watching both of them i don't know why i always confuse volpato and colpani I, I, but um yeah, that's that's probably where I would I, I would think Kristovich would be more realistic. And I think it's actually good if you buy him now only because you know you're not gonna regain any money from the from Adonatovich. Although I wanna see him come back. You're not gonna get anything for Sanchez. He's probably gonna leave at the end of the year. And then, you know, you got Lauti and Turam to still carry the load, and then Kristovich can kind of maybe grow into that that role. Um so yeah. yeah, I have a hard time seeing Inzaghi like trusting a young player. Like if, if I do too. I mean, yeah. yeah, that does obviously. I I'm, I guess more. It's hard. More, it's wishful thinking on my end more so than yeah. Maybe, maybe it's also not realistic for for me to. No, but Chris Krisovic would also be a good buy now because if he gets you know to a 15 goal season in Serie A, he's gone for a lot more money. He's gone. Than, yeah, he's yeah. gone to uh to probably like a a Brentford for for 35 million so yeah, yeah. like Everton for 50 something like that yeah um, exactly so most realistic options i think we've landed on Taremi for Taremi. for 10 or Sebastiano Esposito recalled from his loan that's the best you're going to get out of this uh this ownership guys sorry yeah sadly uh, i'm going to have to agree with you there and uh were there any? Let me see. Any other questions that came in? I mean, we did. We did that's... get one from. Uh, we got one from Nick Diani. Is he a okay. better guest than Nima? Is he a better <laughs> guest than Nima? See, the thing is that Nima is. Uh, he's the king. He's been the king for a long time. But Nick, Nick brings some other things to the table, right? The betting angle, which the kids are all all the rage about, right? So, uh, different guests. Um, it's hard to say and, who's number you know, Nima's, one. Nima's almost, Nima's almost getting too big for us. You know, he's almost too busy. He can't squeeze us into his schedule. Yeah, he, he's uh, got a lot going on. He's got a lot going on. He's got the law school. He's got his own podcast. Every, like, BBC outlet wants to bring him on to talk about something interrelated or even just Serie A in general. You know, you got Newcastle fans wanting to ask about Tonali. You got all, you know... What is it? Who? Uh, what is it? West Ham fans wanting to ask about uh, you know, Zaniolo, and now with the whole betting thing, what's that going to mean for these guys? Skamaka yeah. Gagadu coming in, you know, like so. Yeah, but um, but no, both both are obviously amazing people and amazing guys to have on. Um, Nick is we're so also much gonna fun we're to, gonna to chat with, and I feel. We're going to surprise you guys with some new guests this season as well. We're going to have some uh, some different people coming on. So, yeah, a lot of people are going to be gunning yeah. for that throne. Yeah. We're going to be uh, we're going to be bringing on some people to to preview, you know, the big the big derbies. Um, although we didn't do one for for Milan just because it was a little a little tough with me being uh, away for the wedding and some things fell through and whatever. It is what it is, but 
we got some people lined up for Juve. We got some people that we wanted to consider for, you know, for Roma and stuff. And, and, and even, you know, maybe some Champions League stuff. If we can, you know, we'll see if we can get to the round of 16 and, and who we can maybe potentially get to, to chat for that. So, yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be fun for sure. And we're getting, listen, we're almost halfway to 100. So, yeah, you guys got, have been asking got big for shirts at 100, and, and big right? Goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got some merch. Big, we got some big goals um to to get to and and hopefully we can continue to give uh you know quality episodes because that's what we want to do for you guys and and we as fans also want to be able to to provide that um for for the community as a whole. So yeah, and if um you guys have ideas for episodes that you want to see, uh always reach out. Like always feel free to interact with us on uh the interviews Twitter handle like we're we're open to hearing the different kinds of content that you guys uh, want to hear. Obviously, we both have you know our own professional and personal commitments, and we try to make as much time for interviews and and you guys. But if there's stuff that you really want to see, we're um, we're down to try different things. Yeah. All right, no, jo- Johnny's gonna yeah. have a hell of a time editing this episode because we had some uh, <laughs> some connectivity <laughs> issues. So we'll let him get to that. And um, yeah, Johnny, any parting words? Let the fans know the kind of uh, the kind of difficulties you're going to be going through to get this to them. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to be doing a lot of cutting and splicing and, and trying to figure out where where things cut out with with each one of us. And so, uh, listen, I apologize. I I'm gonna look into software too. This was actually, I mean, listen, our 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 platform that we use has never given us these problems. Um, but for the last couple episodes, it's it, it seems to have been. So I'm gonna look into some things here, try to see if I could I could find a, a good balance, um, a good way to to get the episodes to not have either one of us cutting in and out or, or audio kind of not syncing up properly. I've you know I don't know. I, I it may be something I may just have to bring up to to their devs and 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 see what we can do to to prevent this from happening again because we want to continue to provide you know just great product for you guys and i already listen i already made alessandro you know replace his mic so let's 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 now we got that fixed and now the 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 site is giving us you know problems so it's just just bear with us We're, we're we're gonna we're gonna get this all figured out for you guys all right all right, uh, in the words of the great Roberto Scarpini, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi, Forza ragazzi. Forza ragazzi.